Police responded to a 911 call. Dramatic video of gun insanity in the Bronx. Police releasing a new video of a person that they are still trying to track down. Defund the police is not the answer. Many people surveyed said they just don't feel safe in the city. It's a shooting outside of a store. This is Bo Deedles. True crime. Police this morning are searching for the person who turned this Harlem platform to a crime scene. A Red Apple Media Podcast Network production. Now, here's Bo Deedle. Welcome to Bo Deedle's True Crime Story. Yeah, there's a lot of crime going on. But today what I want to talk to you is about the real truth, the real facts, the facts about me running for politics from the beginning and all the goods, the bad. And then also we're going to sway over to the real truth behind my battle with Lachlan Lucky Sperm Murdoch. And I know what he did in the beginning at the end of last week. And it was just horrible how he's using the paper like the National Enquirer. Next, they're going to name the New York Post the National Enquirer because there's a lot of untruth facts there. So let's start from the beginning. Let's start. I retired from the New York City Police Department in 1985. In 1985, uh, Nicholas Pelleggi put me as the cover story for the New York Magazine about my fine career and all that, some of the big cases I broke, about the Rayos table. This kind of catapulted me into doing shows like the Morton Downey show, Geraldo Rivera, and everybody wanted Bo. They flew me out to California. I met with Al Pacino, Sylvester Stallone. Everybody wanted Wanted to be one tough cop. So I didn't realize what this article really did to me. It, uh, again, in the article, it mentions about Frankie Pellegrino, the uh, the owner of Rayos, who gave me the first Rayos table. Every Thursday night, I have the Rayos table, and I didn't know how really in demand that was. I started getting calls from Jack Welch, Sumner Redstone, Ken Langone, Dick Grasso, Joe Grano, all these famous people, all these titans of industry, all started to become my friends. And you know what? It was all about also the accessibility to the Rayos table, which I use even today. It's a great place. I then met a guy named Steve Whitkoff, who was a small time real estate rehab guy up in the Bronx. He did rehabs and he was sitting standing at the bar. And then all of a sudden he goes, oh, you're that guy, Bo Deedle. You know everybody. I said, yeah. He goes, do you know anybody from Lehman Brothers? I said, well, Dick Folds up here all the time. He was the chairman, CEO of Lehman Brothers and, uh, and Hypo Bank. So I started doing introductions to Steve. And then all of a sudden, what we're doing is every time he bought a building, we'd close the deal at Rayo's and he'd say, oh, Bo, you got a piece of this. You got a piece of that. I thought I had really a nice portfolio. Steve Whitcoff then became a billionaire. And then all of a sudden in 2008, when I I had bought a company out of Jersey that wasn't doing too good, a security company. Next thing that happens is I had called up Steve Whitcoff. This was when the world was ending. And I said, Steve, how much money do I have with all these buildings you put me in? He goes, Oh, it's been bad. We had cash calls. And uh, you know what, Bo? There, there's nothing. The, the value is not there. I said, come on. I need I need capital for my payroll. I got to keep. I'm not going to go bankrupt and close my company down. I need capital for my payroll. He goes, the best I could do is give you $750,000 and cover all your investments. And I met with him and I had, with his attorneys. And I had to sign off on all and every bit of interest in any of the real estate that Steve gave me the uh, involvement. And then I... I said to him when I signed it, I said, you know, Steve, this is like you putting a gun to my head. You know I'm in trouble now. I need money for my payroll. And in reality, Steve, it's like you have a gun to my head. I said, you know, this is wrong what you're doing one day. And then one day came in a terrible tragedy. And Andrew Wickoff, who I know is, since he's a little baby, he died of an overdose. And then I actually identified his body when they flew it into Riverside Chapel. And uh, Steve was too 
destroyed. I sat seven days at Shiver at his apartment, and and you would think that a guy like that would say, you know what, Bo was there for me, but he continued to do his thing, never even thinking about Bo Deedle, never even think it was all over the place, articles everywhere. Bo Deedle was the partner, Steve Whitcoff, and all this. And anybody that knows this knows I'm telling the truth. Why I'm bringing this out because I'm setting the table right now. We're gonna back up to 1985, 1986. Joe Adabo, my congressman, died in office. He died in office, and basically, uh, my brother Alan, God rest his soul, said, "Hey." Oh, you're so popular now with the New York Magazine article. Why don't you run for Congress? I said, well, I don't even know what a congressman does. So then I decided, I met with the people from the uh, Republican Party, the Conservative Party, and I went to their homes and I told them why crime, crack, and corruption was my original three C's. I think Rudy Giuliani took them from me, but that's why I love Rudy. So now I'm running and then all of a sudden I'm getting a lot of feeling about it. And the next thing is I get a call from Lee Atwater in Washington. He said, Bo, come to Washington. He goes, "Uh, the president... President Ronald Reagan wants to meet you. So they did some surveys about my uh, uh, my notoriety and all that. And then when I met with Ronald Reagan in the White House, and you could Google Bo Deedle Ronald Reagan, and you could see the video. I was uh, I was like the one of the most extraordinary days of my life to sit in the Oval Office, sit in the Oval Office with President Ronald Reagan. And we went over different things. And then when I come back to New York, I get another call from them, from the head of the Republican National Committee, and they said, uh, Bo, the president wants you to come back to Washington and wants you to sit with Casper Weinberger and some other cabinet officials to learn, understand what the policies of the Republican Party are. I flew back for two weeks. I then, I, when I first started, I thought Graham Rugman was a sandwich. That was the balance balanced budget amendment, then the strategic defense initiative. So I really learned my stuff. And I'm, I'm just bringing this on and on because it has something to do with the end run with the uh, with the post with Lachlan. So now, 1986, I'm running for United States Congress. And then all of a sudden, the polls got me running against uh, Floyd Flake. And then my friend Alphonse D'Amato, the senator, I'll never forget this. He, I grab him on Fresh Pond Road, and this is during when my campaign stops. And I said, Senator, you're going to get, he had taken pictures with me prior and I needed some new campaign stuff. I said, you can take a picture. He goes, no, bow. He goes, you know, I'm a United States Senator. I'll support who I want. Let's see what happens with the uh, Democratic primary. I said, what? What does the Democratic primary have to do? You're a Republican Senator. I'm a Republican Congress. So I grabbed, I was a little angry. I grabbed him by his shirt. I said, I'll slap you right in the face. My brother Alan was there. He grabbed my arm. And next thing I said to his brother, you too, arm, and I'm going to smack you in your face. I said, how can you do something like this? I'm putting my heart and soul into this campaign. And then I realized what it was all about. The Reverend Floyd Flake, who had delivered the African Episcopal Methodist Church, the AME, and all these uh, votes out of Jamaica was delivered to Al D'Amato all the time. So this was the politics that I learned. Then the biggest thing that happens is Brian McCabe was a political guy. Next thing he announces as a third party out of the Rockaways that he's running. I said, oh, okay. And then next thing is the election comes down. I lose by about 2,500 votes. Funny. Brian McCabe took about 4,000 votes from Rockaways, white Irish. I don't think they would have voted for Floyd Flake. And I lost the election. I'll never forget. I was on Cross Bay Boulevard at Joe DeCandia's place, and uh, Brian and his wife were there. And I said, hey, guys, we took a shot at She goes, oh, no, we didn't lose. The next day, it was announced that Brian McCabe was the Reverend Floyd Flake, the new elected congressman's chief of staff. Uh, duh. I started to learn about politics. So now we fast forward, and then uh, I became a uh, Fox News contributor about 2000. 
2003 or four, and I was on all the shows. I was on sometimes six times a day. I go back with Roger Ailes to the MSNBC day, MSNBC, wherever he was. I knew Roger for a long time. And Roger Ailes is the man that built Fox News. And anybody that challenges that don't know what they're talking about. Then you have Jay Wallace over there, Suzanne Summers, whatever her name. These are all just little figureheads. The guy behind this was Lachlan Murdoch, was running operations. And uh, my friend did not like him. My friend, uh, he just didn't like him. And Roger Ailes made some comments about Lachlan and his brother, and they had it in for him. They had it in. So when this whole sexual harassment thing popped up, they were ready to dismantle Roger, and they went at Roger the way that they did. Mostly this kid, Lachlan, is, I call him the lucky sperm, because this guy couldn't lead a hot dog stand outside. If it wasn't for his father, he is no Rupert Murdoch, Lachlan Murdoch. So now let's fast forward, and then uh, 2009, I think it was, I'm in Venice, Italy, and I'm on a trip in Venice, Italy, and then all of a sudden, the front page of the post comes out. Bo Deedle, along with 11 others, involved with murder and drug dealing. I said, oh my God, we got to come back. I was there with Margot, and I came back. I said, I got to answer this. So I get back, and I read the article. They talk about dirty cops in there. They talk about all these bad things. And then the last paragraph, maybe not not more than eight sentences, and this guy, Elite, 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 uh, John Elite, whatever the hell his name is, this rat guy. I never met the guy. I don't even know who the hell he is. Next thing he says, and then there was this detective, homicide detective, Bo Deedle. I saw at the car wash on Woodhaven Boulevard uh, giving money to Richard Gotti. Richard Gotti was like Fredo, giving him, uh, no, no, he was giving papers and he was giving money. I had no idea what he talked about. That was the story. That was the last paragraph. But they didn't say that in the headline. They put my name on the cover of the headline. They like to do that. So next thing is I came back and I said, if this guy can lie about Bo Deedle, he can lie about John Gotti Jr., which I will say to anybody to their face, he's a liar. I never met him. He made this story up. So I said, if he lied about me, he can lie about anything. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. Make a long story short, the government lost their case against John Gotti Jr. because their witness sucked. He was a liar, and that was the end of that story. But the Post had me on the cover again. Now lead up to it. I'm a Fox News contributor all this time, and I'm doing all the shows, and it was always the undercurrent. I used to get from Roger Ailes, you know, Lachlan doesn't like you and all that kind of stuff. And I said, I really don't care. And Roger was very, very definitive against Lachlan saying that this guy couldn't, like I said, run a hot dog stand outside, but he was just a lucky sperm from his dad. Rupert Murdoch is a great entrepreneur. He's a great businessman, but his sons were certainly not. Next thing is, let's fast forward. I decide to run for mayor of New York City. In 2016, I run for mayor of New York City. I am completely, and now Roger went through his whole problems with the harassment things, and I was put on the pay no mind list. I had a real serious campaign. I raised about a million and a half dollars. I put my own money, about $300,000, and the most, I got it back 
like several times they have banned my name in the post on anything positive. I sent them op-ed pieces and I heard from the op-ed area, look at Lachlan Murdoch is not going to put you in and they don't want anything positive on Bo Deedle. And this was it. And I keep hearing it and keep hearing it. And I mean really positive stories. I mean, I could have taken down probably 10 gang members and had a big, uh, you know, uh, big grabbing people, Robert B. It wouldn't have made the New York Post. And every turn during this campaign, I get the same crap about it. And I just said, look it, I'm running for mayor of New York City. The reasons why I'm running is because I know what the city is. The problems are there. I know about the crime. I know about the education that our children are not getting. I'm a father and I'm a grandfather and I live in New York City. And that's why I wanted to run. And 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 I kept getting blocked, kept getting blocked. Then around this time, I get a call from a Chinese company that said they, they an FBI agent actually brought them to me. And they said they were interested in investing in a really well-known security company in America. And it was a China Protection Services, some name like that. And next thing is they opened up a uh, corporation in America. America. And then they they came into my company and they bought some shares into my company. Next thing is they were supposed to be giving me tens of millions of dollars of security work on container ships coming from China into our ports. I said, wow, this is great. At least I'll build the company up tens of millions of dollars. And then they put together some Fugazi scheme, $16,000 a month management contract, which I just figured, look, if they're going to bring me this business, it's a good deal. One year goes by, two years go by. And every time I asked them about business, they would just hum it, a hum it, a hum it. Finally, about two and a half years into it, I called this guy. I said, you better come here to America. I did take a trip to Beijing. Horrible trip. I hate China. I don't like Beijing. And I see what's going on. And I'll tell you right now, all corporations, major corporations, do work with companies in China. I'll tell you right now, every one of these major corporations in China are controlled by the Communist Chinese Party. And anybody tells you any difference, are full of crap. Now what you have is anything, everything you buy, made in China, made in China. So this is a big fast going on. So next thing is, I told this guy, look, it, I'm getting you out of here. This deal sucks. You brought me no business. And there was no investigative business also. Then all of a sudden, I tell him, you're out. We end, I end the relationship probably towards the end of 2019, 2020, well before the pandemic. And I got rid of them. Next thing is, all of a sudden, uh, in 2023, I see this lying article all about some cops that were doing bad things, tracking down dissidents and threatening them. That's the story. But then again, they put Bo Deedle in there as the headline. And then they all, and they actually put in there, although it didn't say Bo Deedle did anything wrong, damn right I didn't do anything wrong, but you put my name in the top of your article, you hit piece, Lachlan. And that's exactly what that was, was a hit piece, Lachlan. And you don't have the balls to meet with me. I've called up Jay Wallace, Suzanne Summers, New York General Counsel. Why don't you sit me down if you want to know the truth about the Roger Ailes thing? I never, ever did any investigation for Roger Ailes. I don't even know what you're talking about with your black ops on the 17th floor. I've never been to his house. And on top of it, with these friggin' movies, I'll call Bo Dieter. What a bunch of bullshit that was. And that's the scenario. Everything, even with the Housewives of New Jersey. When my name comes up, everybody, oh, uh, Bo Deedle, Bo Deedle, Bo I never worked for Roger Ailes, and I'll say it again. Now I'll say something. Yeah, my company when I was running for mayor was hired by an individual who's dead now, and I can name his name. Sumner Redstone hired my company to follow your ex-wife Ding Dong, Wada Wada, Bing Bang, whatever her name was, and they were hired, unbeknownst to me, my company was hired to follow her with her cheating crap. But Roger Ailes never hired me. This is the facts, okay? Now, we let's fast forward to this article 
article, and they put in this article all this nonsense, and then they put in this article about uh, something about a foreign corporation. My deal was with an American corporation, dingbat. And if your investigative reporter should go back to Canada, because all the crap she put in there. First of all, she called me on a Thursday afternoon, and then she, I, I said, send me some questions. She goes, well, I'm on deadline. And she never, ever got to talk to me again. They had to rush this article out. Why was it so important to rush this article? You know why it was so important? Because I guess you knew that sergeant who just got convicted for doing bad things is in the is in your paper today. And I want an apology from you because I never did anything wrong. And all you do is put in there. Let's talk about you, Lachlan, okay? Lachlan, you're a lucky sperm. And you're a punk because you don't have the balls to sit down with me. You call yourself a man? Hey, all I can say is Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise. Does that mean anything to you? Lachlan, all I can say, you might be this big, powerful guy you think, but you know what? You're falling apart. Your board of directors should fire you because what you've did. And you were in back of this whole investigation with this $1 billion lawsuit that you were found guilty with. You were directing them with emails. They had you on different emails and all that. And all you're lying with the voting company. Now you have the second one. You have the second one. $2.5 million from this new one. Somatic. $2.5 billion. And then, you know what? That's another one. Why are you still in the corporation? And news, I just, I get so angry. I get so angry. How the shareholders, how the board of directors, hey, Mr. Ex-Speaker there, you're on the board of, of a news corp. Why don't you get your balls up and get rid of this punk kid? Because all he's doing is bringing it down with his lies. And all the shareholders are being brought down. If anybody has any stocks in news corp, I'd sell it because this kid's taking you down. I Also, I'm, I'm conferring with this. I'll tell you the name of it, Lachlan. It's Sussman Godfrey. They're the ones that took the billion dollars. And I'm going to tell you again, right now, if you have the balls, I'll sit down with you. But I guess over there where you come from, you always had a silver spoon in your mouth. You don't know what it is to work, you punk. When I was wrestling around, when I was being stabbed and shot at, you punk. When I was on the iron, uh, as an iron worker at the World Trade Center, you were sucking your thumb, you punk. And you come at me, I'll tell you what, every breath I have, I'll go back after you. I am willing to sit down if you find your balls and end this feud. But I don't think that's going to happen because you are not a man, Lachlan. You're not a man. Obviously, you're a little baby. And the things I've heard about you, you're something else too. But let's not even go there at this time. Now, you know what? Now you talk about all the times that I was on Fox. It was during the glorious times. And again, Roger Ailes was a good man. I know you didn't like Roger Ailes because he didn't like the idea about you coming in because you had no background to run News Corp. You're a little punk, a happy, lucky sperm. Again, again. Your shareholders in News Corp and your board of directors should think about keeping you around. And I'm going to send this podcast out to everybody. And I challenge Lachlan Murdoch to sit me down. And I can, you can have your lawyers. You can ask me all the questions. And I will tell you the truth about everything. I have nothing to hide. But you're using this. You're weaponizing the New York Post against me personally. And I'm conferring with my attorneys to see if I have a nice case of liable and defamation. And that airhead reporter you had from Canada didn't give me the opportunity even to answer any of your questions. This was a direct hit job. And you know what? Somebody else would run away. I'm not running away because it was all lies every bit of it was lies then all of a sudden they throw stuff in there but i'm not going to go into it you're a liar lachlan and when you become a man find your ball bag 
then maybe again, you're not a man. Let's let's sit down. I can end this because I'm not going to end this, Lachlan. Every breath that I have, we'll fight back and forth. I know you got the power of your New York Post that you control and all the little people around there that you control. All I say is, I read the Post. I get it delivered. I love the New York Post. And shame on you for using that paper to target me on this bullshit. You understand, Lachlan? So why don't you contact me? I'll sit with your lawyers. We'll go into a nice room. You can tape record it. You can videotape me and all I'll do is tell you the truth. Maybe you don't want to find out the truth. Hey, maybe you don't want the truth. Was Tom Cruise in that movie? I don't know. But all I can say was, Lachlan, I'm standing by waiting to hear from you. Thank you. Have a good weekend, Lachlan. I don't know if you're out in the Hamptons. If you are, I can visit you out there if you want. Have a great day, Lachlan. Bye.